Welcome to A Fine Time for Healing, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matters. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. You're going to find today's show so interesting because, I, I mean, I know I do, and you know I try to bring you very, very different kind of um, concepts and perspectives, and this one is certainly different. Today we have with us Heather Eck, who is a synesthesia artist and color alchemist who brings extraordinary color insights, perspectives, and wisdom through her unique approach to perceiving, creating, and healing through her artwork. Her background as an HR manager and certified authentic leadership coach, combined with her unique gift of synesthesia, gives her a special skill to communicate in simple terms the hidden dynamics and solutions to everyday challenges through clairsentience, intuition, and color reading. Okay, that's a lot of information, and we're going to get a little clearer on this. Welcome, Heather. It's great to have you. Thank you so much, Randy. It's so nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you, too. So I really like this topic. Um, so tell us what synesthesia is. Sure, yeah. Synesthesia means that your senses get crossed. Basically, when I take in information through a smell or a taste or a sound, my brain sort of crosses it in terms of color. So when I listen to music, I'll see it in terms of color or shape or form. And when I meet people, the same thing happens for me. I often see a color for them. And that color sort of shows me where they may dwell in their chakra system, which is just like you said, your physical, emotional, or spiritual well-being. Okay, very cool. Do you see a color when you look at me? Take a second. Hmm? I'm going to take a second. Let me see. Okay, sure. So I see blue and yellow around you. Okay. Um, so blue is a color of, there are two different shades of blue. Yeah. <laughs> blue is a color of the throat chakra that helps us speak our truth and express ourselves. But there's also sort of um, the indigo blue, which is associated with our third eye. And that helps us connect to our intuition and our inner knowing. And then yellow, I sort of see for you too, which is about um, your solar plexus chakra, which is about your sense of identity and how you want to be seen and how you sort of see yourself in the world. Um, it's about optimism and confidence. And so those colors for you sort of tell me a little bit about where you spend a lot of your time in your chakra system. Yes. Beautiful. Blue. Everything <laughs> I do is blue. <laughs> it's so funny that was ne I never even really liked that color until hmm, I don't know maybe about five years ago or something like that when I couldn't have I could not have anything but blue <laughs> That's weird. when did you have throat issues so and when did you start your podcast how long ago? Um, I started my podcast over 12 years ago over 12 years ago okay I used to be a purple person <laughs> and somehow, and then I started having throat issues and then I was so attracted to blue and mm. I still am. <laughs> so it's, you hit it. Yeah. Well, that's so funny because the color that we're often attracted to is ministering to us in some way. It's, it's supporting us. So when we wear that color, or we use that color a lot. It's offering us healing. And so if you were having throat issues at the time, you were drawing that color in to help support your throat. Like I wear green a lot because green supports the heart. 
So Mm -hmm. I'm always sort of trying to be in a space of unconditional love for myself Mm -hmm. and to show others that it's okay to just be themselves around me too. Wow. And I love green too. I can't wear it when I'm doing Zoom because I have a green screen and it won't show. It'll be invisible. But I do love green. I do love green. I do love green. That's awesome. Okay. Um, So you're a renowned and award-winning artist, intuitive thought leader, spiritual intuitive healer, passionate coach and facilitator. And your work has been exhibited in more than 25 shows. So tell us a little bit about your work. What would we see if we were seeing a Heather Eck painting? (laughs) So my work is largely abstract. Um, And that just means that it doesn't have a representational form. In most cases, um, I have dabbled in some of that a little bit, but mostly abstract. And it's usually very colorful. And when I am painting, oftentimes before I begin a painting, I will sit and meditate and ask for God, Holy Spirit, whatever, um, you know, words you have for the God of your understanding to come through for me and help me be a channel through which messages of love and healing come through. And so a lot of times, whatever sort of lands on the page, the colors have a a meaning associated to them. The signs or symbols or messages that I receive while I'm painting are also sort of embedded within that painting. And then at the end of it, I will sit and sort of live with a painting for a little while to try to get more of what's it actually trying to say? And how can this painting be of use to someone in a healing way? A lot of times I'll say my paintings are a commission for someone they haven't met yet, because Mm -hmm. I think people are sort of attracted to certain pieces because of whatever message is coming through their spirit sort of recognizes it and they say, oh, that's for me. Um, In the same way that you might listen to music and go, oh, gosh, this song, it just gets me. There's something about that that connects to you um, that's offering you healing in some way. That is so interesting. Now, so do you, if someone comes to you, do you do a painting for them based on what you're receiving? I do. Yeah. So there's painting right behind me here. I do something called a spirit portrait for people. And basically I will sit with a photo of them and meditate on what color I see for them and then create a painting that offers them messages of healing and and inspiration and love. And then we'll meet on a Zoom call and I'll show them their painting and talk to them a little bit about what was coming through and explain to them what color I see for them and also sort of what prescriptive colors might be to help them um, with whatever it is that they're trying to cultivate in their lives. Um, And that's a really powerful experience for, for both of us. Whenever I do a painting for someone, there's just as much healing in it for me as there is for them. So mm-hmm. I always get something out of it too, which is wow. This is so interesting. When did you realize that you had this ability? Um, it was probably a couple of years ago. Um, I was working at a really great company. I had um, a challenging manager at the time, and I was just sort of the kind of tired that no amount of time off was going to fix for me. And I've always been a very spiritual person, but I started working with a spiritual teacher and we were sort of talking about what my struggles were and why I was struggling with it. And then ultimately she said, you know, your gifts show up for you when you're a child. If you look back at your childhood, the things that you were sort of naturally 
you know, inclined, you know, inclined to mm-hmm. were sort of the things that your spirit wanted to be involved in. And art was always there for me. Art was always a part of my life as a kid. So we had that conversation. We talked about creative expression being a gift of mine and a, it really being about color. And it was like a light bulb went off. And then all of a sudden, when I would see somebody, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I see two different shades of green for you. And here's what that means. And at the time I was working in an an office environment and people would come in and talk to me (laughs) and I had crystals on my desk and all kinds of spiritual things. And people would just kind of come in and they would take my stones and sometimes they would take them with them. Um, And I would see color sort of start to billow out around their heads. And I was like, this is new. (laughs) What's this? Wow. So how did you figure out what it was? So definitely talking to my spiritual teacher a lot about it. You know, why, why am I intuitively seeing these colors for people and, and then what do they mean? And I, I'd always been attracted to color in a way that like most people wouldn't pay attention to it. You know, like you noticed that blue was coming into your life, but most of us, I don't think are as attuned to color as we could be. And so I kind of, you know, started to connect that the colors and the chakras all sort of meant something and that each color was intentional and that when we wore a color or put it in our homes or offices, there was a message that was coming through for us and we could tune into it and then start to work with it and find different ways to console ourselves through the colors that we were attracted to. Um, and then that sort of started to build out for me. I've always loved color. I, I love bright beautiful colors and my son does art too and his his are like sort of peter max kind of looking things they're really bold you know really cool blends of colors um that to me is exciting when i see that i just i've come alive with those Mm -hmm. colors so um i completely understand that i've always i I was actually um, an art major in college. I didn't complete it, my my major, but um, I've always been interested in, in in the arts, music, art, things like that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. There's a there's a lot of healing in the arts in general. I think for our own creative outlet and also through the arts that we take in, they're they're offering us something. It's an expression mm-hmm. um, that helps us it heal. Is. And when and the artist, whether it's music or art is really expressing a piece of themselves. It's a very vulnerable thing to be an artist or a musician Mm -hmm. because you're expressing yourself and you're putting it out there and sort of hoping people will love it as much as you do. But it is a very, it's a very vulnerable thing. Do you find that? I do very much so, very much. And in fact, I had just was telling someone this the other day, there are times where I really struggle with creating a piece of art that sort of comes to me intuitively where I have to stop myself from asking, does anybody else like this? (laughs) There's a commercial side to art where you want someone to like your work and to want to put it in their home. And then there's this expressive side of art where, you know, you kind of hope the two blend, but where you are putting a piece of your soul out on the canvas and it might just be for you. You know, it might not be something that somebody Uh, is attracted to but every you hope that every piece is an expression of yourself and then for me personally it's that that attention between is someone going to like this um, versus is someone going to need this for their healing what's the largest um 
canvas you've used for spiritual art? Yeah, I'm looking over here because I have a very, very large canvas up against my wall I haven't used yet. I would say the largest is probably a 48 by 48. So about four feet by four feet mm -hmm. um, that's out in the hallway. And, um, you know, there are certain things that happen. I think when you're painting for me, I know when I'm connected, I'm out of the way and I'll, you know, make a certain brush stroke or do something that will make me cry or will make me feel mm -hmm. something and go, oh gosh, there was something in that for me. Um, and those are the pieces where I know I'm connected versus pieces where I, I think my ego gets in the way and it wants to be accepted, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So when uh, when you do art for someone, then you provide that artwork for them? Correct. You it to them? Mm -hmm. That's so, so interesting. So tell us about the piece behind you that you're working on. This one here. So that is an alcohol ink painting I did a little while ago. It's called La Playa, and it is filled with every color of the chakra system. Um, this wasn't a particular spirit portrait for anyone. It was just me sort of playing with the color. But when I create with a lot of color like that, I imagine that there's healing from top to bottom <laughs> throughout all of the chakras. Um, La Playa means the beach. Um, the beach is an especially healing place. And so I wanted something that was going to feel vibrant and fun and filled with light. And it is, it is <laughs> vibrant and fun and filled with light. So do you do, um, do you do expos? Do you do um, galleries and things like that? With your stuff? Yes, that is something I'm working on getting more into. Um, artists do things where they apply to calls for art um, for exhibitions and events and things like that. And so I've been applying to a lot of those. Um, and that's a numbers game, really. I mean, you're you're applying to as many as you can and hoping that somebody sees your work and says, we want you here. Right, they're juried. Um, a juried exhibition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's a little harder to get into, but I think once you do, you've sort of made it. <laughs> kind of really, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you think that um, you were doing this before and just didn't realize it before? Yes. You, <laughs> you I look do. back at paintings that you've done prior to, to discovering this part of you. Yeah, definitely. I think even, you know, looking back at my childhood, I, I was always really interested in what music looked like, right? So there was a movie that came out years ago called The Piano. It was probably in the 90s because I remember being in middle or high school. Mm -hmm. And I was laying on the floor with a great big sketchbook and I was drawing what the music looked like to mm -hmm. me. Um, and so I think it wasn't until recently that I found out what the name of that was called, which is where synesthesia comes in. Um, and a lot of people have this and they just aren't aware of it. And there are, I think, over 80 different forms of synesthesia that are a mix between like you see sound to color or you might see the days of the week as a color mm. or you might uh, I mean there's so many different forms but um, for me a lot of times it comes through as a color for just about every sense and then in my mind's eye I will see shape or form or color for sound um, and it's interesting to start to play with what that looks like on a canvas. Have you ever had someone come to you who you saw darkness, who you saw darkness? Um, so that's a, that's a good question. Sometimes people will ask me, you know, do you see black around me? And I'll say, no, I don't see black. I, I do see 
sometimes somebody's energy will come through to me as um, spiky or it has an uncomfortable nature to it. And I, I sort of feel it in my body, what that person's energy feels like and may not align with mine. Um, there are times where I can sort of feel or sense when someone's in pain or there's something about them, there's a sadness there. Um, if somebody's in grief, um, my, I think my body sort of senses it. I, I feel it and I'll see it as a color for them. Um, and when I'm doing a spirit portrait for someone, especially there's a sort of sensitivity there. And that's where I'm glad I have had my coach training to help support me through those conversations because it enables me to hold space for someone when they're in that grief place and to offer them you know, comfort through a conversation and through a painting with an explanation of how a color might be supportive to them. Um, and so, yeah, I do, I do see that sometimes. And it always makes me feel like, um, you know, empathy for them. What is the main reason that people come to you and have these done? Curiosity <laughs> or healing or... Question. You know, I tend to attract people who are sort of in a transition of some kind, whether that is, um, you know, they're changing jobs or they're, they're changing relationships or they're sort of um, at the beginning of their spiritual journey, I would say. I think, I think people are curious about tangible things and color is a very tangible thing where they can go, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I like color. Sure. What color am I? <laughs> I think people want to know that. Um, I think it's it's an experience where you get a painting at the end of it. But I think the whole process of coming to me for a spirit portrait is a healing one from the beginning. At least that's what I try to create for them um, is sort of like a, a color reading. You know, here's what I see. And then here's a piece of art that is truly intentionally made just for you that when you put it on the wall there's no there's no other piece like that out there this is an expression of your spirit um that you get to enjoy well has anybody ever said i really don't like that painting <laughs> um <laughs> not yet <laughs> that's good that's good. And, you know, that's true. That's so funny. You know, oftentimes we'll start the conversation and I'll say, here's your painting. And most of the time they go, oh my gosh, <laughs> I think it's such a fun experience to watch them respond to it. Um, you know, I'm sure that when, <laughs> funny story, funny story. I had um, done a series of paintings and um, they were all lined up in my studio and I had a friend come over and one of them was for her. It was her spirit portrait. And I said, which one is yours? Do you want to, you know, try to find yours? And she picked up and held every single one except for hers. She didn't touch it. She skipped right over it. And she's like, I don't know which one is mine. And I was like, the one you didn't touch. <laughs> wow. So it was, it was so funny. It was almost as though she, um, she saw something in it that she didn't feel connected to. Mm -hmm. And it, it was, it was essentially like a mirror image of who she was. And so it was offering her a place of acceptance for her, for herself. And I think she just wasn't quite ready to be there yet. So um, that was an interesting one. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Do our colors change based on where we are in our spiritual journey? 
They do. They really do. I think like you said about five years ago, you were attracted to blue. Purple um, and then blue. And then blue. Yeah, right. Purple and then blue. Um, before we moved from New Jersey down to North Carolina, and I was in the midst of changing jobs, yellow came into my life very strongly. And yellow is about identity. So there was an identity shift coming in for me at the time. I didn't know. I just knew oh, I couldn't get enough of yellow <laughs> at the time. Um, and so now for me, it's green and magenta and their heart colors. So I'm, I'm living in the space of the heart and trying to work on self-love and compassion and healing my heart, you know, after years of not being very kind to myself, um, overall. Yeah. I mean, when you describe, um, having a difficult, um, supervisor boss, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. that rings a bell for me because my work is is focused on narcissistic abuse and that often happens in the workplace and it can be really, really difficult, um, very painful and it can really uh, leave this residual feeling of negativity and, um, you know, so when you say that, that's where I, that's what I pick up on, you know, that it was somebody like that that just was so, so dark. That was a difficult time. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much that impacted me until after I left. And then I feel like I still have some post-traumatic stress from that experience that I'm working through that I notice myself triggering around certain things or around certain responses, um, even via email sometimes where I'm like, Oh, you know, it's still, mm -hmm. still triggers. It's still painful. Um, that was, that was a tough time. Right. This is, you know, those, um, trauma responses are not things you can work through cognitively. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, buried in your body. We, we take these traumas and our nervous system takes hold of them and does something with them. And so these reactions that we have to triggers are not because we're seeing it, it's because our nervous system is reacting to it. So it's really hard to, to get through these kind of things on your own. Mm -hmm. It's a while. It does take a while. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. You know, I, I hear all these studies about how, you know, the, your flight or fight response and how, when you have that, um, reaction it stays in your body for at least an hour to process just that singular moment of Ugh. um and so i find for me and what i try to to teach people too is that art can be healing because just even a few minutes of 15 to 20 minutes of creating doodling writing anything lowers your cortisol levels it helps you find a place of peace um so it's a great modality for when you're trying to work through something like that, too. Mm, I agree with you. I think that's really good um, advice to give people. Uh, um, how do you just spend one session with somebody or do you spend several? Um. I have had repeat clients come back for spirit portraits or for commissions for their home or office. Um, I, like you said before, your, your colors can change over time, depending on where you are in your life. And I find that we change, you know, our, I think our energy shifts, our perspective on things can shift. 
And so I have had multiple people come back multiple times, probably twice a year or so to get a new portrait or just to see sort of where they are now. Um, and that's always really nice to kind of watch how somebody has used that conversation or that portrait to find healing or a transition in their life. I really love that part of it. So after you meet someone and you've sort of downloaded what you see, um, do they leave a picture with you or you've pretty much got it and then you meditate on that? Yeah, a lot of times I'll ask for a portrait, a, a picture of somebody that I'll sort of spend some time with. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done portraits for people who've passed away and I've done portraits for pets, which is always really interesting. Um, and that's really nice because I think when you lose someone important to you, it's sometimes hard to go back and look at pictures of them. Mm-hmm. And so a piece of art that sort of represents their essence or their energy is always a nice way to honor somebody's memory. Um, a lot of times the portraits themselves stay with me where I'll think about a conversation or a painting that I've done for somebody for a while um, because there's just something about that experience that stays with me. I think I'm just a sensitive person too. So I kind of connect to people and, um, you know, take in, you know, what they've gone through. Is this gift intrusive in your life? In other words, can you turn it off? (laughs) I can kind of turn it off a little bit or just not pay attention to it. Um, But it's always there. I think, you know, you know, like a a person who plays piano when they hear music, their fingers will kind of like um, in their minds, they're playing something on an invisible keyboard. Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of the same for me. If I'm listening to music or if I'm, um, you know, watching TV, it's just always kind of in the background there, but um I, I enjoy it, honestly. Like I like, it feels like, I'm going to call it a superpower, but it feels like there are times where I can meet somebody and know, oh, well, they're wearing this color. I wonder what that means for them and, you know, what that's reflecting back for me and and that sort of thing. So it's nice to be able to to tap into that. Yeah, my, the coaching room, my coaching room is blue. It's all blue. <laughs> Everything's blue. And people are like, Randy, you always wear blue in your room and you everything's blue I'm like I know and when I do my nails if I sometimes I'll say you know what I need to wear a different color I'm I I have every shade of blue Uh every shade and um I think to myself all right this time you're going to do pink or you're going to do red or or some kind of neutral color and I put it on and that whole week I don't feel right it's like (laughs) I need my blue I mm-hmm. did, um, which is just really amazing. And I've been dealing with a throat issue for about a decade now. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, and I'm not really sure what it's about because I do express myself really well. But I I used to express myself through mu- music and I don't do that anymore. And I think that might be holding, that might be kind of held mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. So that might, it might be, has to do with one of the, the arts that I find expressive. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just not doing that. So do I'm, you write? Are you yes. a writer? Yeah. I write. Mm-hmm. I so write, I create jewelry. Um, I'm very creative. I have to do something creative based every single day or I'm not happy. I love that. I love that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so, it's so interesting too, that if you, 
if your coaching room is all blue and you are wearing a lot of blue, when we wear color, we are also communicating that color's energy out to somebody too. So when you put blue in the space where you are meeting with people and communing with people, you are creating a soft, tranquil, calm place for them to express themselves too. So mm-hmm. you are offering that same thing back to them, mm-hmm. which is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, if you like blue, do blue on your nails. <laughs> Go for People, it. I always get compliments on my nails. People are like, oh, I love that color blue. Not uh, everybody no, can cute. wear blue on their nails. I'm lucky I can. <laughs> so you, um, so the other color was yellow and that was the solar plexus. The solar mm. plexus is where I take in stress. That's where I feel stress. Mm-hmm. I get okay. it in that pit right there. Yeah. Know? I know something is up. So that just makes a lot of sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the indigo is the third eye. Okay. Right. So is that part of, are you seeing indigo with me or are you just seeing, um, the throat, the blue? I do see both shades of blue for you. Um, and so, so that's where you dwell. You dwell in your third eye, you dwell in your throat, you dwell in your solar plexus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so prescriptive colors for you might be orange. Um, orange is a color of our sacral chakra where we find our ability to connect with people and relationships and to express ourselves and to be creative. Orange is very uplifting. So it sort of helps us move out of that stress place into the upper chakras where we can express ourselves and find our most authentic self. Um, And then white to me feels like a good color for you too, because that is of the pure spirit and that's our connection too. So that helps us stay really attuned to a higher power, but also just the collective consciousness and how we are all one, how we're all connected in that space. So orange and white, like a creamsicle. (laughs) I love them. They're good. (laughs) Be good for you too. I just redid my kitchen. The whole kitchen's white. Oh, yeah? Uh, everything's um, white. <laughs> what color was it before? Oh, it was just uh, neutrals and, you know, just it, it, and... I was not happy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy there, you know. Yeah. I lived with it for a long time, you know, and then so we just redid it in all white and I feel so good in there. I it's very clean, right? It feels really good. Yeah. yeah. It's very pure. Very pure. Love that. So what else do we know about your work? Um, so my work is largely inspired by my spirituality, um, by my connectedness to God. I think a lot of the themes that come through in my work are about healing and communion um, with God or, or Holy Spirit or or source energy, whatever, you know, you feel connected to. But, you know, I was listening to somebody the other day who's an artist, they make um, beautiful floral portraits and they were joking, you know, like, what is your painting about? And they said, flowers. (laughs) Well, what's the deeper meaning? I like flowers, (laughs) Um, which is, you know, lovely. But I think that for me, because I think I'm so, I have this insatiable curiosity for, the world and for God and this, you know, spirituality, I want to know and understand all of it. I feel like I'm a nosy noodle about that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I have come to believe that everything has meaning, right? Everything has 
purpose. Everything has an intention behind it. And so sometimes I can sort of lose myself in trying to figure it all out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I want to understand it. You know, I really do. And I think when I, when I create something, it's not of my own making. I know that it's been as a a collaboration between me and and God. It's a conversation Mm -hmm. and I know there's something in there. And so I always want to know like, what's the bigger message behind this? And so I try to pay attention to that. And I, I try really hard to get out of my own way when it comes to painting. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I'm taking too long or I'm pushing that I'm in like a push energy instead of an allow energy that I'm trying to create and I'm not letting God come in. And so that's, that's the goal. I think anytime I try to paint something, it is, you know, something where I'm sort of like surrendering to whatever it is and just letting it be. Right. So you're a seeker. I've always been a seeker. You feel like you've always been a seeker? Always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, everything, I see the big picture in everything. I don't, I never look at the minutia of anything. I look, I look at the big picture, Yeah. you know, and, um, for some people that, you know, that's hard because I can be quite optimistic in the middle of, <laughs> of something that's going wrong, right? Because I see the big picture. I'm mm-hmm. like, I can see around the corner. I know you can't, but um, this is going to work out. And mm-hmm. uh, people are like, really? But yeah, I know everybody can do that. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think almost annoyingly so, you know, not to not to dwell in like, toxic positivity because I think that's different Mm -hmm. but I always same as you I'm always trying to find like well what's the bigger picture here like why is this happening and and yes to find gratitude when things may not be going right because there is something bigger there um and the answer may not be yes it might be not right now you know like we're trying to we're trying to move through our lives and and be as healthy as possible and and find healing and that's hard and some days it's really hard but I think trying to stay positive is really important (laughs) yes the best that you can gratitude that's the word Mm -hmm. we can hold on to gratitude we can get through anything i agree i agree are you um interested in the paranormal as well or anything like that yes i've always loved that stuff i growing up my dad had one of those unsolved mysteries books it was like um mysteries of the unexplained. And I would pour over that book just to try to understand like, what's going on? (laughs) I believe in all of that stuff, past lives and, um, Mm -hmm. and people on the other side, spirits on the other side, our spirit guides, um, all of that stuff. I think we're, I think we're always provided for, and I think we're always being guided and, um, color is just one way. I think that we're guided. I think we're guided in a lot of different ways. Um, but we can tune in to what's happening around us and find patterns and find messages and symbols and signs. And I think we're more provided for than we often pay attention to. I so agree with you. Sometimes when people say to me, oh, Randy, I'm so alone with this. I say, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. This is this is a hard place to be. Earth school is the hardest place we could ever be. I said, there's no way our souls come here alone. We couldn't mm-hmm. do it, right? We yep. just couldn't do that. We have to have helpers. They're there. Just try to tune in. Um, and for some people, that's woo-woo. But, you know, it, when they begin to do it, they see it almost immediately. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like sometimes the visual I have is people on the other side being like, oh, come on already. <laughs> <laughs> and then we pay attention. They're like, finally, yes. they got the message. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had a situation where I um, had, I was working with a spirit medium, spiritual medium. And he gave me directives from one of my loved ones on the other side that felt really uncomfortable, something I was supposed to do. And I thought, well, if it's coming from them or him or whatever, the wisdom of the divine or whatever it is, uh, I have to do this. This is what's being handed to me. And I did. It worked out so well. Um, It was so well received by people who would not normally receive it. But the message really was, you're not hearing me. You're not listening to me. I'm with you. You're, you're, you're saying, you know, you're in a bad place in your life and I'm here. I'm here and this person's here. We're all here and we're screaming at you, but you're not listening. Mm. And I have a friend um, that I recently talked to about. She's never been woo-woo, but, you know, I said, you know, your loved ones are, are with you and call on them because you can get some help. And I said, just look for the signs. And within two weeks, I got a call. Oh, my God, Randy. Oh, my God. You won't believe what happened. (laughs) And after that, things started kind of moving forward um, in her life. So uh, I just think it's so amazing. And I try not to force this on people. Um, I, I do it when they're ready. But I love, you know, when I have someone on like you that I can really share these thoughts with. Um, have you struggled to find acceptance? Was there ever a point where you did? Oh, yeah. I think that's my I think that's my core wound in this life is <laughs> is acceptance. I think, um, you know, growing up, I wanted to be accepted by everybody. And I grew up in the time of diets and, you know, the workout craze. I was doing the Jane Fonda workout when I was like seven years old. So I've always had issues with like self-acceptance and body Mm -hmm. issues and all that. Um, And I think even today, you know, I'm so grateful to be able to talk to you and to, to share my woo. (laughs) I think that, you know, a lot of times it's hard for me to be able to talk openly about what I believe or what I experience for fear of rejection or, for fear of somebody thinking like she has lost her marbles. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it is hard. I think that's my, one of my big issues is that I want to be authentically myself and to talk openly about this, you know, this gift and my relationship with God and how I want that to grow. And I want to understand all that there is to know about spirituality and, and all of that, um, that I'm, uh, you know, I'm afraid somebody's going to be like, "Mm, she's not for me. Um, but my spiritual teacher said to me one point, you know, not everyone is going to shelter under your tree and you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And so I try to be okay with that, but it's hard. I think it's still, I was like that for many years. And when I started doing my podcast, what I found was there are so many people like us, there's so many people, but they've never had a platform. They've never had a place to have a voice. And so this is why I love doing shows like that, because I'm home. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where I'm really, really comfortable. And but I know, I mean, if you would see my bookshelf, I have I, I have hundreds of books because a lot of my guests send me a book. I mean, it's 
every aspect of spirituality on the other side, everything you can possibly imagine, um, near death experiences. I mean, all those kind of things, but I've always been open to it. And I used to kind of just have fun freaking people out a little bit before, <laughs> before any of this was accepted. I'd be like sitting, you know, I'd lunch with a group of girls and I just throw out some kind of woo-woo state and just statement just to have them just shock value <laughs> and I would see their faces and it's like wow these people just don't get it which is okay which is okay. It's um, okay but I can tell you you have a lot of support a lot of support and um those who get it do you know but the thing is that your work is so focused in that direction that there's no um there's no other avenue to sort right. of get people interested in it's this is it you know that's it it's very specific <laughs> very specific yeah and thank you for sharing that with me too i think that's it's so nice to know and when you meet somebody like that, where you can feel like you're home, where you can have that open conversation, it's so refreshing because you, um, I don't want to say let your freak flag fly, right? But like, right. you can just be yourself <laughs> and be honest and say, well, this is what I believe. And it's nice to be able to connect with someone else like that too. It because... really is. Sometimes people will say to me, Randy, I have to tell you something. You're just, you're not going to believe it. You're just not going to believe it. It's too, I'm like, <laughs> I know. I've heard it all. I, I'll believe it. And I have just, I'm really open-minded to um, whatever experience, you know, is, is out there, what people experience, what they believe in. Um, so that's great. So, you know, the, yeah, um, you know, I'm an author and the first time I put, first book I put out, it was so scary because I was revealing a lot about my life, which was difficult. And while I was writing it, it was just so great. And then the minute you release it, it's like, oh God, oh God, this is out there. People can actually read this. Um, and it was about my family. I was opening up about some things and people were like, how, how can you do that? And I said, you know, I'm talking about my life and my experience and I am using my life and my experience to help others. I'm not writing this to bash anybody. I'm saying, this is my experience. Maybe you can relate to it. It took a lot of courage to do it. And I still speak very freely about these things. If the people in my family don't like it, they can look at it. They don't have to look at it. They don't have to like me. But I believe that everything that happened up until this point was meant to be shared. Mm -hmm. You feel, you ever have that feeling? I do. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things my teacher has said to us a lot is that, you know, we're meant to help each other. We're meant to reach our hand back and pull someone up with us. And then I think if we're open to sharing those experiences that we've had, there's somebody out there who goes, that sounds like me. And then you have reached your hand back to say, you're okay. You're not alone. Um, I've been there too. And I'm doing great now. And I know that you can too. And I think that's really, really lovely. Um, and not, not a lot of people have the courage to do that. And so I, I applaud you for having the, the strength and the courage to, to share that with the world. And I keep doing it. I mean, I've ha I have a few books out there and I just, I keep doing it because what you just said is exactly what I receive, you know, what I discover. So people are like, thank you. 
because mm -hmm. now I don't feel so strange or so alone with my issues. And, you know, I can see that you've come through it, come out of it. You're fine. That gives me hope that I can. And yeah, there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, do you have any children? I do. I have an 11 year old little boy. Okay. Is he gifted with, um, <laughs> with intuition? He is. I call him my little guru. He is so connected. He's super sensitive and he is like an old soul. Like I knew that I was an old soul when I was young, but I think he supersedes me. Um, and I'm so blessed. He's such a lovely, kind little boy. Um, and he's hysterical. <laughs> and we always tell him like, you have to be smart to be funny. And he just whips some one-liners out at you that you're like, where did that come from? Sometimes I think he's Chris Farley reincarnated. because he. <laughs> He's that funny. Really? Um, oh, that's he's so really cool. yeah. He's a goody. He's and witty. He's, so he's quick and witty. Yes, like fast. You're like oh. <laughs> um, you know, I interviewed uh, somebody, someone many, many years ago um, about her book, which she wrote on um, the new generation of children that are coming in, and um, you know, she was saying that the children, and this was. I don't know, it had to be 10 years ago, 10 years ago or something like that. But what she was saying is there's going to be a new, a new um, wave of children who are intuitive. And, and what she was even saying was that when we, uh, these children who are labeled ADD or ADHD or even autistic, that these children are special. Um, and they're just not recognized as such at this point in time, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of special children coming in and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really um, happy to hear that you have one of them that you can share. Does he, is he into art at all? He does like to draw. Yeah, it's cute. He has a little character that he's created and he's made some comic books out of and um, they have something at school, like they get cash, like little coupons, cash for doing things. And so he'll take his books in and sell them at school and stuff. And I'm like, a little entrepreneurial spirit. I just love that about him. <laughs> That's great. Wow. He's a great little guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, generally when someone is someone like you, um, is so strong in their spiritual, uh, spiritual person who, whatever they are. Generally, yeah. you don't marry somebody like that. Um, you marry somebody opposite. Is that true for you? Yeah. Yeah. That, it's so true. My husband's like, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's hard sometimes because I want to be like, you know, all the woo. Um, but it's just not where he is. And so that's okay. I think we sort of push and pull each other. Um, and he sort of grounds me a lot too, because he'll help me stay in a place of reality sometimes where I'm, I'll go off the rails a little bit. And he's like, okay, come on, bring it back. <laughs> What's actually happening here, um, which is helpful. But yeah, it's so, and I was thinking about that too, because my aunt, my aunt Pat, she's my godmother too. I call her my fairy godmother. She's a very deeply spiritual person and her husband wasn't at all either. Uh -huh. um, and uh, it's so interesting to see the, the, the two <laughs> dynamics there. Yes, my husband completely grounds me, but you know, we've been married for 35 years and over time he's just absorbed a lot 
of what I say and what I do. And he wouldn't go out there and be that way. But there's a lot I'm sure he believes in just based on, like, for instance, this is the one thing I know he, he believes in. So, you know, I have a parking ferry. I've heard other people have parking ferries. Do you have a parking ferry? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah, I've heard other people say they do. So you go, oh, there's no place to park. Okay, parking ferry. I need a space. And then somebody pulls out. It's crazy. It usually works. <laughs> right in the front. Right. Isn't that great? So um, my husband told me recently he's been using the parking ferry too. It's working for him. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. So it rubs off. It rubs off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think so too. There are times where he'll say something and I'll go, oh, he was listening. <laughs> How long have you been married? Um, about 15 years. So a long time. A long and he's time. watched me go through a lot of, you know, the iterations of myself trying to figure out who am I and what do I want to do? And so, you know, and he's come along with you. He's been right there and supporting you along the way. Yeah. You know, that's that's wonderful. I mean, that's been my experience. Um, it, your spouse doesn't have to be just like you. They just have to be supportive and willing to grow with you as right. you grow, because I am not the person I was 30 years ago. I say that all the time and I won't be the same next year probably either. Right. Um, and I, we kind of joke, it's like, I keep pulling down boxes from the attic, you know, and I'm opening up this box and I'm like, what's in this one? <laughs> you know, and then, <laughs> right. Unpacking the woo. Right. We're always growing. Exactly. But I think that's the thing for me. I can't just sit still. I've got to be constantly learning something new or exploring something. Otherwise I feel stuck. I just have the, I just want to know so much about this world and who we are and why we're here and all of that stuff. Do you have a favorite, do you have an inspiring um, author or um, person other than your, um, the, the person you work directly with? Is there, is there someone you read um, often or have read a lot of their books? Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely read a lot in the spiritual space, like Mark Nepo, um, the untethered soul, um, all of those kinds of spiritual books. I love reading about near death experiences and past lives and all of that, but I've recently really fallen in love with an author named Eugene Peterson. He's a, a pastor and he wrote a version of the Bible called the message where he went back and and translated the Bible with a couple of other scholars and wrote it almost like, I wouldn't call it a novel but wrote it in a way where you could easily sort of understand it and read it. And he's written some other books too. One of them um, is called Run with the Horses, uh, which is about the book of Jeremiah. And I'm just fascinated by his exploration of the Bible and spirituality. And um, I found him through, I was listening to, um, I think it was another podcast that had you too on it. And Bono had read Eugene's books and was really fascinated by it. And I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. Bono's reading. Let me, let me check this out. And then I just kind of, I just have this place in my heart for this author. He's just really, I think has a curiosity like I have. And so it's been really, yeah. and see, yeah. this is really interesting because you mentioned that name and then the little ripples kind of go out and other people can, you know, other people recognize that name and um, it's just, it's so important. That's why I love doing these podcasts. I, you know, it's just, um, 
it's so enlightening and and i know it spreads great positive good vibes around yeah which is what i want to do i love that um is there any experience that you've had with a client who that was just so truly amazing that you had to share it mm -hmm. um very very early on when i just started painting we had my art supplies all set up in the garage and I had taken a day off of work just to paint all day. And I was working on a painting for my friend and I had a couple of colors come in for her and I, I poured them out on the canvas. And as I poured them out, I started to cry. There was just this, I don't know if it was me feeling like I was letting out steam and being creative and, or, or what, if it was the, who knows what it was, but I got emotional and then she happened to pull up to my house and she got out of the car and she said, I don't know what happened, but on the drive over here, I started crying. Oh, and I was like, oh, I'm doing a portrait for you. And she came over to look at it and she was like, oh my God, that's me. And that was like, you know, the early, early affirmation for me where I felt like there's something to this work. There's some aspect of this that my soul is learning to, to read and that other people's spirits are starting to recognize. And it felt like I just got to keep going, you know, I just have to find a way to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and she has actually collected many pieces from me and she's um, done a lot of work and a lot of exploration on herself. And um, she's in a really good place and she's just a wonderful human. So that story stays with me a lot because it was so um, pervasive. You could feel it. It was visceral. There was a visceral reaction to it. That's amazing. Well, you know, this is a gift that's been given to you. And um, uh, and you should just put it out there courageously because it wouldn't have been given to you if it wasn't supposed to be out there. And um, there's always going to be naysayers. I mean, I, I put up a lot of things on YouTube and sometimes people are so critical and I'm like, okay, you know, that's their, that's their, their jam. You know, they just need to say something negative today. I was at a doctor's office yesterday and there were two belligerent elderly men who were, the cuss words were flying out of their mouth. And I'm like, God, you came here just to like, let your anger go. Mm -hmm. um, so there's always people that are, are not going to receive you well, but um, I, there's enough people out there that really will. So just go boldly forward and don't worry about it. So um, if somebody wants to work with you, how would they do that? Um, they can find me on Instagram at Heatherek Artist, or um, I've got a website called heatherek.com or heatherekstudios.com. And I have um, a spirit portrait offering for your listeners. They can save 25% if they Ooh. want to get a spirit portrait. Um, and that's at heatherek.com slash thank you. Okay. And I'm going to spell that out just in case. H-E-A-T-H-E-R-E-C-K. That's Heather Eck. Okay. For those of you who don't really know um, or remember what Heather's full name is. And, oh, that's such a great offer. Yeah. That's yeah, for sure. That's really a great offer. Thank you. So is there anything you want to leave us with? Any words that you want to leave us with? Um, I, you know, I really want to say thank you so much to you, Randy. This has been such a great conversation. I've loved it. 
And um, you know, I think just to remind people, you're not alone. You are deeply loved and cared for. Um, and I, I say, have fun with color, you know, play with it and see what's in your closet. What do you have the most of in your home and, and get curious about it or feel free to email me and I'll tell you all about it. I love to talk about it um, and tell you what your colors mean and um, have fun, play with it. Mm, great message. It's been so great talking to you. Thank you, you so much for being my guest today. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. It has. Thank you so much. You're welcome.